Living Local, telling the stories that connect us. A United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County podcast. Hi, I'm Katie Kuhn. I'm going to be honest. I get chills every time I've listened to this episode over the past couple of weeks. Britt Morgan is a Milwaukee local and, more than likely, you know and love her. Until recently, Britt served as a community health ambassador here at United Way before moving on to her current work at COA's Holton Center as a teen program coordinator. That's not all Britt does, however. She's also a spoken word artist who founded and hosts the popular Pentastic Open Mic, which happens every second and fourth Tuesday at the Artist Factory here in Milwaukee. Today, Britt talks about her work with United Way and in the community, but also her journey to nearly three years of the Pentastic Open Mic. Be sure to listen all the way to the end of the episode to hear Britt share her gift for spoken word poetry. That's where the chills come in. Here's our conversation. So Britt, do you want to start with a little overview about your work with life? What part do you work on? Sure. I am one of five community health ambassadors um, with the Life Course Initiative for Healthy Families. And so we do, uh, we work to promote healthy birth outcomes um, in all the communities in the city of Milwaukee um, and also work to eradicate racial disparities amongst infant mortality in the city of Milwaukee. So working through strategies about um, prevention when it comes to prematurity um, and just addressing those like high rates uh, concerns that's going on. It's more than babies dying, you know, but what does a healthy community look like? And so that's what the work that we do, uh, specifically I do an outreach, you know, talking to the people, understanding what those basic needs are, what those barriers are, and then how can we as United Way help to, you know, subside some of those things. So what kind of outreach do you do? What does that look like? So um, generally uh, tabling events, you know, um, out in the community or go do presentations with like initiatives. There's a group of people who may come together maybe once a month to discuss on issues of teen pregnancy prevention or um, or anything. And then to see how we can, within our work, how we can like create more partnerships. Um, so being planted out there with these strong baby signs. So then everybody's like, there's a baby holding up a couch. How does that happen? And it entices them to come to our table to see what we're about. But that's just the first piece of it. And then explaining to them a little spiel about what we do. But then starting a conversation with them like, hey, well, what brought you here? Um, you know, why are you here at this event? What are you looking to get from it? You know, do you live in this community in the zip code? You know, what do you like about it? What do you don't? You know, just to kind of get a feel of what that that data that's not, you know, uh, numbers related, but just uh, just real collective and authentic conversations. So we've been doing this before the community conversations got implemented, you know, just talking to them, but just in our own sense, we just want to know the people that we're talking to. So, yeah. And then how we can take that and incorporate it into the work that we do at the Life Collaborative. So on the committees that we sit on, how, how effective are we being from the outside to the people right at the tables where we, you know, discuss, um, plan, and execute, you know, whatever we're trying to accomplish within the three months, six months, whatever is, you know, our target. So infant mortality is a really difficult subject. Do you find it hard to talk about with people? Yes. No one wants to talk about babies dying. 
but we understand that babies are dying. So that's why we flip the narrative about healthy birth outcomes. What does a healthy relationship look like? What does a healthy baby look like? What does a healthy family, you know, structure, whatever look like? And what is a healthy community and how do we play that role? So it's talking out, you know, about what the idea is, because everybody has their own idea of what healthy looks like. For someone, it's having a grocery store. For someone, it's having a park for their children or having the convenience of the schools that they attend or, you know, or having, you know, just broken glass picked up off the street so, you know, you don't get cut or whatever. Like, everybody has their own mindset of what they want. But how do, how do I play in that role for my community? How do you play in your role for that community? Like, I can't just depend on someone else to make these changes. It has to begin within. And so it gets people being real internal and saying, hmm, how can I be involved in this? You know, who do I talk to? You know, even something like voting. Well, if you're voting for a particular person, why are you voting for that person? And do you know like who your alderman is or her alderwoman or do you know do you know how to contact them when you're having issues or how do you be your own champion instead of just depending and waiting on someone else? And so that's what it all kind of ties into. When we start looking at those things and see how can I be the difference, then we address those things like infant mortality, joblessness, homelessness. You know, no one wants to see boarded up homes. Nobody wants to see people go without. So how do we how do we work as a community, as a collective? to make sure that no one is lacking because Milwaukee is full of resources, but you would never know because people don't step out of their you know, boxes to connect. We need that connection back. We need that community back. We need that like village life back. You know, when we all just shared, we all have, there is no lacking. Our babies need it so they can live long, healthy lives and continue this legacy of the build you know, of what we do, of how we sow into each other. So, yeah, you know, we just flip the narrative and just talk to them. Because when you're talking about healthy birth outcomes, that means you're combating infant mortality. So you're saying it without actually having to say it. Like, hey, what do you think about infant mortality? What do you think about babies? That's awkward. No one needs that. <laughs> we want to connect. We don't want to push them away. So speaking of knowing the right words to use. You are the founder of an open mic called Pentastic. Uh, do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yes. Pentastic is my labor of love. Um, it's an open mic, but it's so much more than that. Um, it's like a, a healing center almost, you know, for those who felt rejected, for those who have dealt, you know, felt like they weren't good enough, you know, come into the space of feeling included. People like to belong. Um, and so our three things are to build, heal, and cultivate. So we build with our words as well as each other. So you come in here and, you know, get to meet these people. You never know. You might not see them again. Or if you see them, like, hey, I remember you. Um, and it's good to make those connections. It's all about relationships. Uh, we heal with our words. We realize that we're all going through some dark times, you know, some spaces. And someone may have shared something on the microphone that you're currently dealing with or that you have dealt with in the past. And so that's another form of connection, like, wow, that was me, or that's me. Somebody just wrote my story, as if you've been looking at my life in the last month or two. And so you do that, you know, and realize that we're not so far, we're not so much different than we think we are, or I'm not the only person that's going through this. And then cultivate, is every second and fourth Tuesday, you have a stage to share your gifts 
um, with this audience. And so you keep coming, you keep getting familiar so that you can take on even bigger stages, you know, because it can get very intimidating to to be so transparent in front of an audience, a majority of people you don't know. And these are your truths. So if it's not received in the way that you hoped, you know, what happens is we internalize that and think, oh, man, I'm not good enough. I got to do something. I got to make people feel, you know, but you are enough. And that's what people learn. Like, wow, just being me. You guys, I don't have to jump through hoops. No, we'll celebrate you right then and there. And so that's how we continue to promote the positive. And so we do it every second and fourth Tuesday at the Artist Factory, um, 8 o'clock. We ask people to get there at 730 because, you know, people are, like, dragging their feet. And when they get there, they don't want to leave. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we're more than just our words. You know, there are a lot of people who are, like, community activists. I mean, everyone is in their own right working towards the greater good, like there's the common goal. But to give you what you need as far as that sense of family, that sense of community, you know, sharing your gift, because it is your gift, and that you have to put a return on it. So someone needs your words. Someone needs what you have. And it could be that one person that you have to come and impact their lives. So teaching, you know, showing people to not be so afraid or whatever their experiences was before when they try to, like, do this, it doesn't have to be that way. And that we like, we're good by ourselves, but we're greater together. We're all like feeling together. You know, we're throwing notepads because someone's just said something that just changed our lives. You know, people are screaming like, what? That's it, you know? And so, but the best thing about the open mic is the fantastic potluck poetry piece. So we have notepads and pens all throughout the space. And so you might hear, um, a line from an artist that just really shakes you up in your spirit. You know, it's like, oh, that line was so good. I need to write it down. And I ask them to please write it down. So what happens is they have these pieces of paper folded up, and then our stage is also called the altar. So organically in between, you know, uh, artists, you know, just lay those burdens down. Just, and so we collect all of them organically throughout the night, like no particular order. If you, whether you bless them the mic or not, if you write on at least one piece of paper, you will have been a poet for at least a day. It's the collective piece. It's like that really good pot of like gumbo or like soup. And so everyone's a, a different seasoning or a different ingredients. And so you're, you matter, you know, your piece of paper matters. Um, and it's a major feed for the artists. It's like, you hear that line? It's like, oh, somebody heard me. Somebody heard me. And you made history. And so at the end of the night, one of my best friends, who's also like my partner um, in this, she takes them all and we record them and literally goes through them in front of everyone. This is, this is your piece, guys. This is the one that this is what everyone came up with today. There'll never be another piece like it next Tuesday when we come together. It'll be something completely different. This is your piece. So whoever was there, some people stay sick to the end to get to catch it, which is really good. Like, thanks for rocking with us, guys. So, you know, others have dwindled, but then we make sure we put it up on, you know, social media so they can see it. But that is such an amazing thing. That's one thing that separates us from any other open mic I've ever been to 
Um, so, and I have to shout out Dasha Kelly because she is the reason I have um, Pentastic. She reached out to me. So it's under Still Waters Collective, and that's what they do a lot of the teen slams and all kind of other things. So this is like the adult uh, portion. She's an amazing uh, artist, individual. She's everywhere. She's like one of my sheroes. So, you know, this is, this is a, you know, and that she entrusted this to me. And this work is not easy. Being a host, keeping things together, um, not knowing who's going to walk through the door, but still keeping those doors open, you know, keeping those relationships moving, um, checking myself so that, you know, my energy isn't, isn't, you know, infiltrating or disrupting the space. And so, and people come, even on their first time, they get that. I don't have to navigate them through too much. They already know like, wow, I like this space and I like how I feel here. So I'm gonna be part of that goodness. I'm not gonna create that awkwardness, you know. I'm gonna look at them, the artists with loving eyes, whether I understand what's going on or not. You know, all that kind of stuff. And so it's something that I look forward to. Like I'm already excited for Tuesday. I am very excited just because my heart warm. I don't know who's gonna come through the door. And so, but whoever it is, it's purposeful. So Pentastic is purposeful. It is here. We've been here for a while. Please join us every second and fourth Tuesday at the Artist Factory. Yeah. So, Britt, do you have, you're a spoken word artist, do you have a piece that you'd like to share? Sure. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> this is a piece that I did. Uh, I was part of a show called Broken Genius. Um, and it happened in 2014. And so this is one of the pieces that I wrote for it. Um, and what was so beautiful about Broken Genius is that it was a collection of art. So there was this photography, and we all selected three pictures, and, and the, the poets wrote a poem to each of those pictures, and we had live music. So you have the picture um, that was selected, the, po the artist, the poet, you know, reciting the, the piece and that the live music is all incorporated, you know, it's just like this moving, like this this big movement. Um, and it happened in South Milwaukee and that people came out and lives were impacted. I can't believe it's been almost two years. So um, this is probably one of my favorite poems. Um, <clears throat> sorry, it's called um, Invisible Epistle. So, Seed of the Sun. You were plucked from the sun, planted into the earth of your mother's womb. Nothing about your arrival was a mistake. It was God's design. You were so untimed, but the passerbys may never come to know of your beauty, nor get to see you shine. Because we built highways and byways to bypass your way, cruising over your neighborhoods just to keep the hood at bay, in efforts to give them peace of mind. So they strip you of your basic needs, Nourishment, shelter, a quality education, a chance to succeed or just to live because, see, black life means nothing to white power, and certain positions leave no room for accountability to do the right thing, so they treat you like a number and a nuisance. But young king, peep the story of Joseph, who was given a promise with his dream that was almost deferred by the hands of his brethren. But even they bowed down in reverence to the prophecy and royalty they failed to defeat. See, that's what you are to me. Black gold, hope that floats, my warrior full of worth, 
the beautiful dreamer. Life, resonated through every hair follicle in your smile, my predestined for greatness, born for better, but your story yet goes untold. And soon you come hidden like shadows in the sunlight, cries fall to deaf ears, fears never to be resurrected by a hand of empathy. Eventually, Oz starts to look more like Burley, Buffum, Clark, Center, Brown, other blocks full of broken glass and shattered hearts where the clicking of heels sound just like emancipated shells with playgrounds more like war zones and its bullets served up like curveballs and its soldiers are steadily falling into the systems so that the pipeline, your lifeline, so your light won't have a chance to shine. But in due time, they will all take notice. And it won't be credited to the view of your body back on the 9 o'clock news. No, it will be due to us challenging creativity, supporting your free thinking, and encouraging your thrive. And no, you're not a thug nor a misfit. You're gifted. But society tries to shift it, making it seem like there is no brilliance all up in that black that you are mixed with. So it is to you that I look to. The one who will give abundantly when offered less. That even when dwelling in hell's corners, your life can be blessed. Finding that message hidden in the midst of life's mess. So keep your chin up and focus forward because even the babies harness wisdom. I see you and I hear you. You are not forgotten because you are a part of me. Just like every young soul that walks about this earth is my responsibility and the privilege is all mine. Ooh, I've chills. Oh, well, thank you so much, Britt, for sitting down with us. I wish I could talk to you for an hour and a half <laughs> recorded. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was Britt Morgan, currently working as a teen program coordinator at COA's Holton Youth Center. She's also founder and host of the Pentastic Open Mic and a former community health ambassador here at United Way. To learn more about and participate in the Pentastic Open Mic, find them on Facebook at SWC Pentastic Open Mic. If you're free tonight, Tuesday, November 8th, head on over to the Artist Factory to help Pentastic celebrate three years on the mic. Their next show will be November 22nd. Living Local is produced by myself, Katie Kuhn, Rebecca Schimke, Melissa Hannon, Brian McCaig, and John Waldbauer. A special thank you to Ethan and Maeve McCaig for providing the music and voice talent for our introduction. To learn more about our podcast, visit our webpage, unitedwaygmwc.org slash podcast.